Hey everyone, and welcome back to Big Mad True Crime, where we get big mad over true crime. I'm your host, Heather Ashley, and today's case is out of Michigan. Small talk sucks, so let's dive in. On May 13, 2023, 29-year-old registered nurse Patrice Wilson was leaving work at the Detroit Receiving Hospital when she was ambushed and kidnapped by a man wearing a blonde wig. Almost immediately, police were able to figure out that the man in the wig was Patrice's abusive ex-boyfriend, Jameer Miller. A manhunt quickly ensued with multiple departments coming together to search for both Patrice and Jameer. But it gets deeper. As Patrice's kidnapping was unfolding in the media, people quickly put together that back in March of 2011, Jameer's girlfriend at the time, Bianca Green, had also gone missing. There was now a search for two missing women, both associated with the man in the blonde wig. Born on March 4, 1987, Bianca was described as being very sweet and trusting, joyful and beautiful. Bianca's mother Lisa told TV1 that Bianca wasn't the outgoing type. You wouldn't normally catch her going out, and if you did, it was always with her two favorite cousins. Lisa said, She went through a lot. I expected her to know about some things, and she didn't. She was kind of sheltered, but she wasn't a dummy by a long shot. At some point in the 2000s, Bianca started dating her first ever boyfriend, Jameer Miller. While Bianca was a calming and innocent soul, you can gather that Jameer was not. He had been arrested multiple times for charges including carrying a concealed weapon, possession of cocaine, fleeing an officer, and assaulting an officer. Knowing they were complete opposites, you can imagine that Jameer and Bianca's relationship was on again, off again. Their relationship was not great by any means, but one really great thing that did come out of it was her son in the late 2000s. His nickname was Little Jay, and there was nothing Bianca loved more in this world than her little boy. They were like two peas in a pod. Come spring of 2011, Bianca wasn't able to spend as much time with her son as she would have liked to, but it was for a good reason. She was taking nursing classes two to three days a week at Wayne County Community College, and that was on top of her work as a supervisor at Earl of Sandwich at Detroit Metro Airport. If that wasn't enough to make you admire her tenacity, she was also between six to eight weeks pregnant with her second child. Bianca had plans for her growing family, and she was putting in the work to make sure she could make it happen. On March 25th, Bianca spent the day working at the sandwich shop, then headed home to her apartment on Brant near Middle Belt Road in Romulus, which is a western suburb of Detroit. According to Black and Missing But Not Forgotten, Bianca wound up leaving the apartment that night after getting into a fight with Jameer. She didn't take her car, just left on foot with her purse and cell phone. Two days later, Bianca's mother received a few texts from Bianca's phone. In one text, Bianca said she just couldn't take it anymore, which at this point is the red flag text of all red flag texts in true crime. If you get this text from someone, it's like a 476% chance that someone else is sending it. At least that's my suspicion, and it's going to be my suspicion every time. In another text, she wrote, nearing Ohio, and said that she would call her mom when she got to her destination. But Bianca never contacted her family again. 
Bianca's mom, Lisa, waited for any word from her daughter, but when more than a day went by with nothing, she filed a missing persons report. As of this recording, not much has been shared about the investigation into Bianca's disappearance, just that she never used her credit cards or phone after March 27th. There was also a rumor that it was possible she took a plane or a bus to Buford, Georgia, and that she might or might not have been seen in Atlanta in late March. Her case seemed to stall pretty quickly despite all of Lisa's tireless efforts to keep Bianca's name in the media as much as she possibly could. She told TV One that she tried countless different ways to get her daughter's case to gain traction, like getting in touch with NamUs, the Missing in Michigan Project, and more. She even contacted CNN but just wasn't getting the responses she had hoped for. Lisa also contacted Crime Stoppers, who thankfully they did work with her. In April of 2012, they held a conference where they asked for tips and announced a $1,000 reward. Lisa spoke at the conference saying, I'm giving a cry out to the nation because I need all the help I can get finding my daughter. She said she had continued paying Bianca's phone bill for two months because her phone just kept going to voicemail, but there was no activity on her account. None whatsoever, no phone calls, no text messages, nothing. Jameer was at that conference as well and said, It's hard being a single father. It's hard for me to even tell my son what's going on. His birthday is coming up and it's going to be the second one where she ain't around. And I'm trying not to rage right now, so let's keep going. Lisa then held up Bianca's son so he could speak, and in a clip that will rip your heart right out of your body, he said, Mommy, we miss you and we want you to come home. In January of 2013, Lisa spoke to TV One about Bianca's case. She was asked about Bianca and Jameer's relationship and said, They were on again and off again. She loved him. She just couldn't shake him. I tried to think back when I was young and in love a long time ago. Jameer said Bianca always said she was going to leave, but I didn't think she would do it. Lisa added, We don't hate Jameer. We just know that sometimes they didn't get along. Jameer had been questioned in relation to Bianca's disappearance, but was never charged with anything. Jameer had, however, kept on being Jameer, which meant shitting all over human decency. And in November of 2012, a little more than a year and a half after Bianca's disappearance, he was charged with three firearm charges. Jameer was the kind of douchebag that had his name and birth year tattooed on him in case he forgot. And by name, I mean King J. Dude needed to be reminded that he was King J to literally no one but himself. TV One asked Lisa if the text messages she received two days after Bianca was last seen were written by Bianca. Lisa said, her responses were her. The thing she said, I know it was her responding. I paid her phone bill for a couple of months after that, hoping she would pick up or I would hear from her again, but it didn't happen. So as much suspicion as I get from those text messages, Bianca's mom believes that it was in fact Bianca who sent them. Lisa also gave a few updates in Bianca's case. She said she had gotten a call from police letting her know about a pregnant woman who matched her daughter's description. She was given the address and immediately drove there alone. It blows my mind that a police department would call a missing person's mom and be like, hey, this pregnant lady looks like your daughter. Here's her address. 
Once Lisa got to the address, she knocked on the door until a man answered. She rushed inside and found a pregnant lady lying under the covers. That pregnant lady, however, was not Bianca. Completely overwhelmed with emotion, Lisa apologized to the couple and explained that she was searching for her daughter. She told them, if it was your mom looking for you, she would do the same. However, as you can imagine, both the man and the pregnant woman were less than thrilled about what had just happened. In another instance, Lisa was given a number to call after a body was found floating in the river, but the body belonged to someone who was six feet tall and not pregnant. Before her interview was over, Lisa talked about her grandson and said, he asks a lot of questions. He hears his mom's name in conversation and he knows who she is. Some days he has a hard time in school doing what the teachers ask him to do. I don't know what to say, but I know I have to say something. I tell him she didn't leave because of you. I tell him that his mom would want him to listen to the teachers and do what they ask. I try to think of everything positive and show pictures to him. I have to keep it upbeat, but it's hard. When I look in his eyes and see him wanting his mama, it eats me alive. Over the next five years, the reporting on Bianca's disappearance was almost non-existent. But in March of 2018, Bianca's mother spoke with Fox 2 Detroit to mark the seventh year with no sign of her. Lisa said the family now believes that foul play was involved. They believe wholeheartedly that Bianca would never have left her son behind. Lisa said, it's been a long time. Seven years is a very long time without hearing anything from my child. My family and I are in a lot of pain. She added, you lose a button on your shirt. You don't lose a child. Lisa said, her disappearance has really taken a toll on everybody. I'm really counting on the community and some tips to help us. Following that article, there continued to be very little coverage on Bianca's disappearance, and as to be expected, Jameer continued to rack up unrelated charges, one possession of cocaine charge in 2020 and another in 2021. It wasn't until May of 2023 that the media started talking about Bianca again because another woman had gone missing around Jameer, that woman being Patrice Wilson. Patrice, who's described as being quiet and studious, was an RN at a hospital in Detroit. Her co-worker said that her smile and laugh were absolutely contagious and that she was a driven and dedicated nurse, friend, and mother. Patrice's co-worker said that she had an incredible relationship with her son, saying, Her love for her son was to be admired. We all knew her little son in the office from their sweet FaceTime chats as she never missed a goodnight call from his cute little self. At one point, Patrice had also been in a relationship with Jameer Miller, but they ultimately broke up. Patrice's mother told Seven Action News that Jameer was a bit obsessive, that he wouldn't let Patrice move on after they broke up. She said, the more she pulled away, he was sending flowers. If you go by her house, there are things at her door that she kind of like left there to let him know I'm not accepting things from you. Patrice's mother said that she was trying to get away from Jameer because she knew he was toxic to her. The Detroit News reported that in 2021, Jameer was allegedly captured on ring doorbell footage trying to break into Patrice's home. A 30-second clip of that footage was posted on TikTok, and it went very viral. It currently sits at 1.4 million likes. 
In the clip, you can see who she assumes is Jameer, wearing a tracksuit with a hood up, a mask on, and wearing blue medical gloves. He walks up to the door and starts trying to remove the ring camera and continued trying to remove it for 25 seconds or so before the video shuts off. You can hear again who we can only assume is Patrice calmly saying, Jameer, you're breaking into my house. Are you serious? You're breaking into my house, Jameer? Jameer, the dumbass, responded to his name and said, why would I break into your house as he continued to try and disable the camera? Patrice specifically asked him, why are you at my door with gloves on and all that? The comments of this video did not disappoint, saying things like, Jameer failed the assignment, and Jameer, is that you? No, it's not me. What doesn't get translated into this clip, which is still floating around, is that the woman behind the camera has since been abducted by the man who had been trying to break in. On Saturday, May 13th, 2023, at around 7.40 a.m., 29-year-old Patrice left the hospital after her overnight shift and started walking to her vehicle. She was talking to someone on her cell phone while she walked. She made it to her car, but just as she was getting in, a man wearing a blonde wig approached her from behind. The man forced her into the car, then got into the driver's seat and sped away, heading south towards I-75 and Mack Avenue. Thankfully, a bystander witnessed the abduction and reported it to the Wayne State University Police Department, who then contacted Detroit PD. ABC News reported that DPD's Organized Crime Unit, Homicide Unit, and Major Crimes Unit were immediately activated to search for Patrice. These departments were not fucking around. It took almost zero time for authorities to identify her abductor as her ex-boyfriend, 36-year-old Jameer Miller. By 2 p.m., they were sharing photos of the two of them, telling the public that Patrice was missing and Jameer was the one who had kidnapped her. They asked the public to keep an eye out for Patrice's black 2020 Lincoln SUV, saying, we're asking that Mr. Miller will turn himself in or contact the Detroit Police Department, or he can also turn himself in at any local station. They warned the public that he was armed and dangerous. While authorities developed a full-blown manhunt, Patrice's mom spoke to Fox 2 Detroit and 7 Action News. She said nothing had seemed out of the ordinary when she talked to Patrice earlier that morning. She said, we were just kicking the breeze and she told me when she got off, she was going to go work out, take her a little nap like she does, and she was going to go to her other job this evening. Her mom said she knew about Patrice's abduction almost immediately. The woman who had been on the phone with Patrice had called her mom and told her what happened, that she had heard screaming and then Patrice's phone went dead. Patrice's mom told Fox 2, She's a good girl. She doesn't do anything. She's not a girl on the street. She does her job. I want her back. I just want her back. I'm hurt. She said she couldn't stomach the thought of losing another child, telling the outlet, Back in 2003, I lost a son. He was riding his bike and he was 15 years old. A car hit him and I don't know to this day who did that. So yeah, I'm going through a lot right now. 
I don't think any of us can fathom losing a child, let alone losing two children, and there being no semblance of justice for the loss of either. If anyone in this world needed someone to rally behind them, it was Patrice and her mom at this moment. On Sunday, which was now Mother's Day of all days, Patrice's car was found at an apartment in Novi between 9 and 10 mile roads, which was 28 miles from the hospital or a 31-minute drive. When authorities looked in the back of the SUV, they found Patrice. She had been shot. This was now a homicide investigation, with priority one being finding Jameer. Her grandmother told Fox 2 Detroit, I still feel like I'm watching TV. I don't feel like this is real. I'm very angry. She's a good girl. She doesn't do anything. Patrice's mother told Local 4 News, I need the streets to talk. We need to find the person who killed Patrice so she can have justice. It's Mother's Day and she is not here to be with her son. Her son cannot hold her and say, Happy Mother's Day today. That bothers me. Patrice's grandmother added, I want them Detroiters to know we need to find this guy. We don't want this to happen to somebody else. I don't know what would have helped her live longer or what. The Detroit Medical Center also released a statement saying, It is with deep sadness that we offer heartfelt condolences to the family, friends, and DMC colleagues of cherished nurse leader Patrice Wilson, as well as Patrice's mother, another dedicated DMC team leader. Patrice was not just a co-worker, but a loving friend to so many at the DMC. The center offered grief counseling to staff and Patrice's co-workers set up a GoFundMe with a note saying, We are proud to be accepting donations in her honor. First to assist in lifting the financial burden of any memorial cost her family will accrue. The remaining will be set up into a college fund account for her son. At the time of this recording, they have raised more than $24,000. When Bianca Green's family found out that Jameer was a suspect in Patrice's murder, they were taken back. Bianca's uncle told Fox 2 Detroit, It's a lot to stomach. We all never gave up hope and tried to give Jameer the benefit of the doubt. But now learning about what had happened to Patrice, they were starting to question everything. Bianca's uncle further told Local 4 News that Jameer was abusive towards Bianca. He said she had spent a year trying to get away from him. Bianca was so afraid of him that she hid for a year. On Sunday afternoon, Jameer was starting to feel the heat of law enforcement closing in on him, so he negotiated his surrender through his attorney. He was arrested at the Detroit Detention Center, but wasn't immediately charged with anything. While in holding, detectives worked on a warrant package to submit to Wayne County prosecutors for possible charges. The Detroit police held a press conference the following day, which was now May 15th. The chief said, Detroit has lost another daughter. It's a tragedy that someone like Miss Wilson would be taken away from this world so young and so tragically in this horrific way. She was young and she had her whole life ahead of her. She was dedicated to serving and helping others as a nurse and putting others before herself. She's also a mother, obviously a daughter, and to have her life taken from her just before Mother's Day is absolutely heartbreaking. The chief went on to explain that following Jameer and Patrice's breakup, Jameer engaged in violence and persistence to keep her in the relationship, regardless of every step she took to get away from him. 
the chief said in no uncertain terms that Jameer is a violent person. He has a significant criminal history, and there is a history of domestic violence associated with that as well. He added, we're unpacking all of that right now. The chief also added that Patrice's murder was the 12th homicide in Detroit in 2023 that involved domestic violence. He said Patrice's case was a grave reminder that there needs to be more support and resources for victims. He said, in this instance, this is someone who did what she could to separate herself from that situation. Unfortunately, though, these types of offenders don't take no for an answer and more needs to be done to protect our victims. There's PPOs and things like that, but we'd certainly like to see a lot more being done before someone else has to lose their life. And they all said, Amen. Before the end of the conference, the chief made sure to discuss the possible connection to Bianca Green's case. He said, I was made aware of Green's disappearance as part of this murder investigation. Everything's going to be looked at, including anything from that case as well. Our detectives are in contact with the agency of origin on that particular missing persons investigation. We'll be working together, pull their file, and see if there's anything we can help with. Following the conference, the News Herald reached out to the Romulus police chief. He noted that he was aware Jameer had been arrested for the kidnapping and murder of Patrice. He didn't have much to say about Jameer in connection with Bianca's disappearance, stating only, We were familiar with him at the time of the investigation into Bianca's disappearance. He added that Bianca's case was still open and they are still receiving tips and looking for leads. By May 17th, Detroit police had submitted a request to prosecutors to charge Jameer with the kidnapping and murder of Patrice. They said it would likely take more than a week for them to come up with a final decision. That being said, he was given 14 charges in relation to an incident that happened back in February. Delivery or manufacturing of narcotics slash cocaine, another for that under 50 grams, delivery or manufacturing of methamphetamine, two felon in possession of firearm charges, two felon in possession of ammunition charges, and I love the petty that went into making those two separate charges. He was also charged with seven catch-all felony firearm charges. When they said he was armed and dangerous, they were serious and he wasn't going to be going anywhere anytime soon. Unless, of course, he came up with the money for his $1 million cash bond, which was never going to happen. Patrice's grandmother told Local 4 News, We're so happy about the arrest. Now we've got to go forward. There's still a lot more questions that need to be asked. And a lot more questions to be asked there were, because Local 4 News reported that they were introduced to a third woman who had a violent relationship with Jameer. In June of 2019, a woman in Celine, which is about an hour outside of Detroit, reported that her tires had been slashed. Her boyfriend at the time was listed as Jameer. In the end, no charges were filed because police had no witnesses to the tire slashing, but it was certainly worth mentioning. On June 1st, the prosecutor announced that Jameer would be charged in Patrice's case within 24 hours. 
As to the time it took them to get there, Fox 2 quotes her as saying, I feel very strongly about taking our time and doing it right. He was in custody already. She said, There was a lot to do and we did not feel rushed because he was not a danger to the public because he was in custody. He was ultimately charged with first-degree murder. He disguised himself, so there's no way he can argue it wasn't planned. He was also charged with felony murder, carjacking, armed robbery, and an additional charge of felony in possession of a firearm, and five more counts of felony firearm. Jameer pled not guilty and was denied bond. With the news of Jameer's charges, new details started coming in at warp speed that gave a more detailed look into the day Patrice was abducted. According to a report by the Detroit Free Press, Jameer's disguise was a lot more than a wig. He'd also worn a hat and glasses. As to where Patrice had been killed, the prosecution alleges it happened right in that parking lot she was abducted from. That Jameer got into the car with her and shot her multiple times before hopping into the driver's seat and driving off. The prosecution stated a hardworking and dedicated nurse that was simply trying to live her life and end a relationship was murdered. It is alleged that Miller would not let her go. The most dangerous time for a domestic violence victim is when they're trying to leave the relationship, something that too many women in Jameer's past had already learned. Patrice's grandmother told WXYZ, he took my granddaughter. He took her. For what? Because he couldn't have her? It's really hard for us to take it in. How could a person put this on us? How? The prosecutor didn't mention Bianca at one of these conferences, but did have this to say. The evidence in this case will show that this defendant was responsible for the death of Miss Wilson and the other crimes that we are, and there are numerous, that we are alleging today. Because this case has all taken place in the last two months, we are still waiting for updates. And as this case progresses through the court system, and as any news comes out about Bianca's investigation, I will be sure to keep you guys updated. In the meantime, please go look up Bianca's case. It needs all the attention it could get and did not get it in the years since. So true crime community, please come through. The disappearance of Bianca Green and the murder of Patrice Wilson serve as a painful reminder of the devastating impact of domestic violence and the need for vigilance and support for those at risk. If you or anyone you know needs help, please call the Nationwide Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE or 7233. You can chat at thehotline.org or you can text START to 88788. All three of those are 24-7, free and confidential. I know that domestic abuse can feel isolating and so alone, but please know that you are not alone, that people care, they want to help you, we all want to help you. We are here for you, you are not alone. For all photos pertaining to this case, check out Bianca and Patrice's highlight at the top of my Instagram profile at the Heather Ashley. If you love the podcast, feel free to leave a review. It makes my day every single time. And if you have a case you'd like to hear covered, share it with Big Mad True Crime on social media because all cases are covered by listener request. I'll be bringing you a brand new case next week and I cannot wait. But until then, we out. Okay, guys, we are officially at the end of the episode, which means it is time for me to share a review that made my entire day. This one is from Debra333 Ant. Love it. 
Okay, it says, this is an intelligent podcast, oh, thank you, that keeps you engaged till the end. I found this podcast a few months ago and have literally binged episodes. Literally, LOL with Heather's commentary. Girl does not mince any words and I love it. And I love you back, 333 aunt. You're the best. Thanks for making my day. You didn't have to do something nice for me, but you did. And I appreciate it more than you know. You're the best. And I'm gonna talk to you guys next week. I love you, bye.